We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the NCAA bracket. We're going to play some spitball and talk about our mock draft, the top 10. So stay tuned. And we're back! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nick was singing. Yo, the new intro music. Dude, it is fire. Let's go. It's too far. It was a surprise to me, and I was very pleasantly surprised. The yeah. old, the old beat was like Mac Miller type instrumental, right? It yeah. was something like that. <laughs> yeah, I found it. I was like searching for beats because I rap a little bit every once in a while, so I found it, and I like I have a whole song written to it. That's fine. And then I'm like, yo, I got a good beat for you, Joe. And he, he heard it. He heard the first like five things. Like, all right, this is our song. And it's yeah. been our song ever since. And make <laughs> now we got official shit. Hell yeah, originals. Yo, speaking of that, yo, Nick. He's on the yep. phone today. What's good, bro? Cool, man. A lot of snow once again. First day of spring. We get about 10 inches out in Long Island. Mm, terrible. A lot more than what I offer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, about eight more. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I, got, I got a little disappointed because that snow, I was supposed to go archery for the second time in like two weeks yesterday. First of all, wait. Legolas. Wait. Go archery? Yeah, that's not a thing, right? Go, go shoot go arrows? Go arching. Archery? No, no, no. Time what? out, time out. What is it? How how often do you go, like, this kid has a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, right, and you shoot bows? Taekwondo. I have a black belt yeah. in taekwondo. So what's up, man? What, what other hidden talents do you have? Like, I can cook too, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I was really excited to go uh, fucking do archery. No, but for real, though. Is it do I'm, archery, maybe? Maybe. I'm, I'm super addicted to it now, though. That shit is crazy. It's very zen. Like, it's just you and the, the target. I feel like it's hard. It's hard. It is. Dude, it's not too hard. There's a hard. there's a bar in Brooklyn that you could throw axes. 
That's sick. No, it's not. I'm Can you imagine that. being around drunk people throwing axes? There's got to be like a lane. There is yeah, lane. There is. It, it, there is lanes, but yeah. like stay in your lane, fam. <laughs> Bowling alley. That could go wrong. Yo, but, Boy Scout camp, but archery is so hard though. I didn't even get the badge. Time you went to Boy Scout camp. Yeah, it was lit. Basket weaving got that badge. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. but 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 archery didn't get that badge. That one was hard as hell. I'm kind of nice with it. I think that's why I want to go back. Do you have like a glove that you wear? Nah, <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie. I got what it, the the bow itself hit my hit my thing. They call it a bow hickey. I'm like fucked up on my arm. Oh, I see it. But oh, then, nice. It, it's it's kind of yeah. healed now. I just wanted the, the record my, to show there's nothing on this kid's arm. No, nah, I guess there is. It used to be a bruise. It's like a little bruise. Yeah, you got pinched too hard. And, but on my fingers, where I'm like actually pulling it back, that shit it it gave me a little blister. But you know, you live with it. Yeah. It's like you know those things that you when you weight lift. You just gotta Callus- live with it. Calluses. Yeah, calluses. Yeah. Gotta live with it. I mean, anyway. If only boss was I didn't know I was friends with fucking Steven Seagal. <laughs> fucking Taekwondo and archery. Damn right. I'm going for that uh, that that sport I didn't know existed until this year when I watched Winter Olympics where you have to ski up a mountain and then shoot a target and then yeah. you have to ski oh, around again. I can't think of the name, but I know exactly what you're talking it's about. Co- it's like Yo, a biathlon, I think. 2024 Olympics was good. No. Wait a minute. All right, are we going to not mention the fact that Boss is not here? 2022. Oh, yeah. Word. Good job. <laughs> we always forget to do that when people aren't here. We do. Yeah, Boss Boss is also a victim of the snow. Victim of the snow. And double shift. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's because of the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Boss's favorite time of the year, or favorite thing of the year that may have... Definitely not my favorite this year, anyway. Uh, the NCAA tournament is a complete <laughs> shit show at this moment. <laughs> do you know what? One of my brackets, I'm 8. 5% correct on. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. 8.5. That's incredibly bad. That's yeah. like, that's impressively bad. Yeah. Yeah. Every year I pick the brackets and I'm like, the brackets have been too crazy recently. This is going to be the year where it kind of goes chalk. And I kind of just pick like, I always got a number one seed winning. Like I got KU winning this year. It's just like, it never, but it never works out that way. It just gets crazier and crazier every year. Yeah. Like usually there's always like the 12 always beats the five, but like, yo dude, 16, Come on. So, yeah. right? Six, like, yo, shout out the Retrievers, though, for real. Nick, is your bracket busted? Mm. Yeah, so I uh, I had Arizona winning the whole thing. I haven't opened up my bracket since. <laughs> <laughs> yo, they got the lights lit up by Buffalo, man. That perimeter defense is nothing in Arizona. Yeah, so that was a disaster. I just gave it, if you lose your champion opening weekend, it's it's bedtime for you. It's, uh, it's over. But, yo, this 16 seed... I don't want to say that it was. It was eventually it was gonna happen, right? And now with the way that uh, all sorts of basketball has changed with the three point line, Virginia, the, their style of defense, like no one scored more than sixty nine points on them. Shout out to Gronkowski, <laughs> uh, and their style of playing is that they clog the paint and just dare you to shoot threes. And if you you're on an on night, you're gonna beat them, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Nick, you had a stat that we discussed, I think, maybe a week ago that you sort of, like, I don't want to say you pinpointed Virginia as, like, a team to watch out for on the bad side, but do you remember the stat that you mentioned where it's, like, uh, teams teams going into the tournament? So, there's been 10 times in uh, NCAA tournament history since they went to this format in 1985 where it's 64 teams that a one seed in the tournament was unranked before, before coming into the year. All of those teams, not one has made the Final Four. Interesting. Right? So, Virginia being the 11th, the 11th team to do so, 
it was just something that was a little bit of a head scratcher. And, and yeah, yeah, we, we kind of warned people on B Generation Bits, yeah. the cheapest of cheap plugs, not to uh, not to go that route and to be careful. Yeah, no one saw. We I mean, I don't think any of us saw them losing. No, in the first yeah, round. of course, we're not we're not saying that we called this 16 seed to be the one, but. We didn't expect them to go far. Yeah. I thought that if there was going to be a 16 seed, I, I was high on Penn. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people Penn, were on the Penn wagon. Yeah, Penn, Penn had the game covered until the last five minutes. I know someone in that room in particular was very excited about that Kansas cover. He's doing the Johnny Manziel behind the camera. This <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Danny the Ram, the motivational speaker. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's been a wacky tournament. The, the best part about this, I think, is that, like, what you see is these dudes that probably have never played in front of more than 100, 150 people uh, from colleges like Loyola, Chicago, and, uh, you know, 100, I think that's, you're selling them a little short. All right, fine. The, a wait, thousand? Nah. You nah, think they're selling? Some, I you think, think so. they're packing gyms I during the regular so. season? These are still D one teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tim. A hundred is like a hundred right. like ICYP. I'm, I'm saying for the no. special games. Nah, for the 50. for the special games, maybe they're selling. All right, fine. Let's say let's say a thousand then. Yeah, let's say a thousand. Fine, let's say a thousand. Maybe maybe a hundred is a little too low. Right, so <laughs> way let's say too a, low. <laughs> right, even a thousand though. Which and all of a sudden you put them on this national stage with the world's eyes on them with with. Fucking, how many thousands of people that are in attendance? 30 to 50,000, however many are there. And they're just sinking these buzzer-beating threes with ice in their fucking veins like they were born for this shit. Oh, man, I love it. I, I, really love, I always it. love when, like, a college that I've never heard of wins a game. I'm like, I, didn't even, well, I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> it's crazy. It's greatness. Shout out UMBC. It's hidden greatness. That's that's the best part of all of this, where you, you could just see those hidden gems that... You know, you would have never known before because they're not going to be in the NBA and they play for a team that's never on TV. And then all of a sudden, they hit a game-winning three at the buzzer and you still don't remember their name. But you know what? It was a great moment for him and the team. And and that's that's, it's like, so it, that's the only thing that's happened this whole time. Yeah. Who do you... Do you have your champions? You said Kansas, right? Kansas. Who did you have in like your main bracket? <laughs> Cincinnati. Uh, Actually, my... I, I had go Cincinnati ahead. going far too, though. But Yo, I had Cincinnati going to, going to the... Uh, I'm sorry, the Final Four and losing to Michigan. Yeah, Ibby, you remember what we were reading off about the two seeds the last five years? Yeah, pretty much Cincinnati pretty much knew they were going to lose before it even happened. Wait, so, like, the last, so the last five years, there's been ten two seeds that haven't made it out the opening weekend. Mm. The last five years, there's been two two seeds every single season that have been deleted <laughs> from the tournament. <laughs> and you had... And you had two, right? You had North Carolina lost to Texas A&M. They didn't lose. They got demolished, bent over, and treated like the little redhead in a gangbang. And then you had <laughs> that was great. Cincinnati detail. What great. about Cincinnati? What about Cincinnati being up twenty-two points? Shit. If you were to do a, a bet and play on Nevada, it was sixteen to one That's with about crazy. thirteen minutes left, and Nevada came back. Shout out to Nevada, the state of fabulous Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> So you said Cincinnati, you had Kansas. I have Villanova still alive. So, oh, and for all of you people listening, right? All you guys out there listening and girls, if you're worried about like where you sit in the standings, and team people may have uh, more points than you at the moment, as lo- and their and their bracket has a team that's out, the numbers will balance themselves out. So like, don't you know? Don't be too hard on yourself because the numbers will eventually balance. Yeah, they have that one stat that shows like the remaining points. Like yeah. possible points remaining or something like that. Yeah, the points are you get more points towards the end. So 
you know, there's someone that might be ahead of you, but they probably have like Virginia winning the whole thing. So eventually the points will balance out. So, you know, keep an eye on your bracket and, and, and don't give up. Don't ever give up. <laughs> uh, I only have four teams in general that I'm still picking. Two of them are in my national championship. So I, I think I have a chance, but I'm at 17% and I'm ranked 14.3 millionth. So I don't know. Dude. Probably not. When I try to open up my, my bracket <laughs> app, it just closes on me. Like, you don't want to fucking look at this. Thing. Trust me, I wish dude. Boss was here because he'd be all in on the Syracuse-Duke game. Yo, so how, how do you guys feel about upsets, right? Because they're cool in the moment, but now you look at some of these matchups and they're pretty rough to watch. I mean, like, they are and aren't. I mean, you, I feel like the, the matchups in the, in the 1 versus 16, you go into that game thinking like, this is a, an easy one. Yeah. So I feel like anything could happen, especially in the tournament. And I was just going to say before, you were talking about buzzer beaters. I'm like, it's kind of crazy how every year there's always just some crazy shit going on. And Nick, let me ask you a question. Technically, Syracuse, well, I mean, not technically. Syracuse is a double-digit seed, right? But if they were to hypothetically beat Duke, was that, would that be considered an upset to you? Uh, I mean, if you go by the, yeah, for sure. Duke is yeah. definitely better than them. And uh, they were a favorite coming into the tournament, Duke. A lot of people thought that they should be a one seed. And then you look at Syracuse, who Boss would argue otherwise because he's a homer. Uh, <laughs> Syracuse, a lot of people were upset even made the tournament. Well, I will say that, like, kind of piggybacking off Impy a little bit, the, the matchups are from some familiar faces. Like, these teams are might be lower seeds, but besides the Loyola-Chicago-Nevada matchup that's going on actually as we speak, like, the rest of these teams, like like West Virginia and Purdue and Texas Tech, Clemson. Purdue with a big injury. These are, yeah, these are big, like, Kansas State even. These are big programs that are around every once in a while. So it's like, it's not like we're getting, like, a terrible brand of basketball. These are still programs that know how to put a good product on the floor, even if it's not the best players in the country playing, it's still a good product, and it's still going to be un- as unpredictable as possible. If I like it when low seeds play each other because I like the unpredictability of everything. Uh, ever since I started this podcast, like even before the podcast, not to flex her a little bit, but I kind of feel like I can predict things a little too well sometimes. I know that's I know that's a little... Not for real, though. Like, if I'm watching a football game, I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. In general, sometimes the things go the opposite way, whatever. But I know who's good and who's not. In these tournaments, like, when Loyola Chicago's playing Nevada, I don't know who the fuck's on that team. Yeah. So, like, it's so great because I don't have any clue what's going to happen at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not over here saying that I'm 100 for 100 for picks, but I'm just saying I kind of, I know who the good quarterbacks are, the bad quarterbacks, etc. You know what I mean? But I don't even know nothing about this. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You're, like, going yeah, into it's, a blind. It's, also yeah. like, it's amazing. It's also, it's also, like, Tim, you and I, we don't really follow college basketball to that extent. Like, I'm sure Boss knows a lot more of the, about these schools. That's why... He's our college basketball guy, so obviously there's going to be uncertainty when you're not following it night to night. I also just think that, you know, with the tournament, anybody can beat anybody at the end of the day. Yeah. And, like, a lot of these teams lost a bunch of times during the regular season. So it's like, especially this year of all the other years, it was kind of like, know, know, it wasn't, it, what? Historically, a top five seed wins the national championship, with the only exception being, UConn a couple years ago, and it's yeah. UConn who was a seven seed. But so. that's but that was my point. That was my point just now about Syracuse beating Duke. Hypothetically speaking, like, is it really an upset? Like, I mean, Grant, like, looking at it like flat out, yes, because of the seeds. But like that zone, really good head coach. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, 
the zone argument it works, but not when it's against Duke. I agree. It's a team that's in your conference that you've played twice already. And so, it's the one of the better head coaches who is familiar with. Do you play them twice? Not only they this year, they play them twice every year. They coach yeah. together too on Team USA, if right. I'm not mistaken, right? right. Is there anyone who's yeah, so, prepared for the zone? So, too? so when when Syracuse plays uh, TCU in the opening round, yeah, that's a tougher thing to prepare for for TCU because they haven't seen the zone. But when Syracuse is going to play Duke, you know the game is happening tomorrow night, Friday night. Uh, whenever you listen, I'll be I'll be shocked if Syracuse beats them. I think Duke is Duke is going to be ready for it, and they're just a more talented team. Yeah, and and sort of talking about like like being invested. I'm going to speak for myself personally. Nick's got a lottery pick this year, so I've been extra invested in sort of watching college basketball a little bit more than usual because I'm scouting, not scouting like they're going to listen to me, but I'm sort of like diving into like who's going to be a top 10 pick like love and watching villanova duke too there's going to be two lottery picks coming out of duke so like i'm a little bit more invested this year because of the draft pick that my home team has going to be completely honest i mean that was that was me the porzingis year too yeah i got anytime the knicks because you know we were messing around the other day when we were talking about it how the knicks never have a first round pick in our in our lifetime yeah for the most part Right, so anytime they do have a lottery pick and we actually have the rights to it, <laughs> that's when I find myself tuning in the most to, to uh, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So would you would you stand by your Kansas pick? Yeah, I mean, I got Kansas and Michigan. I think Michigan. I don't know. I got a good feeling about Michigan. I know Danny's been on fire and he thinks A and M might have a shot. So I, that that makes me nervous. But <laughs> I like Michigan, man. They they they've been super hot. Uh, they really did great in that Big Ten tournament and they win, winning it. And they, they seem like the, a team that has a they, – they're playing with that swag, that confidence right now that it, I think it might take them. Like, but, you know, look, there's still Kansas. They still Duke has a top seed. Still Villanova's a top seed. Purdue's a top seed. There's still a lot of top seeds in this. So And Kentucky's never to be slept on, even on a bad year. So there's still a lot of blue-chip programs out there that, that could really beat each other up yeah. coming up. I'd stick with Villanova, too. If I could go back, I'd still stick with Villanova. So, Yo, you know what's crazy about Kentucky? You know how, uh, well, when Alan Boss and I did the uh, college basketball, the NCAA tournament preview, and even you guys asked uh, um, our guest a couple weeks ago, Ashley, uh, who was the kind of player that could take off and put himself in the lottery that's not a lottery pick? And uh, this kid on Alexander on Kentucky mm-hmm. – He's been on fire. My computer froze, so I can't really pronounce his name, but I, I know Alexander's in his last name, but it's one of those, like, two last name things. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know? That's how you know you're nice when you have two last names like that. <laughs> but, um, yo, he's he's averaging 23 points a game in the uh, in the tournament. And, you know, this guy, uh, Nixon, on Kentucky, <laughs> he's a big, hot prospect, but this kid Alexander is really crushing it for them. So that might be a guy that... Shy Gilgius. <laughs> Shy Gilgius Alexander, I think. Yeah. They call him Alexander on the telecast, no? I think so. Because that's I don't remember hearing Shy Gilgius. Shy. Yeah, they call him Alexander bracket, on the telecast. You look at their bracket, right? And Kentucky plays Kansas State, and then they play the winner of Loyola Chicago versus Nevada. Mm-hmm. If you were to tell Calipari, who came out and bitched and moaned about where they were seated because they had to travel... He'd sign up for this kind of matchup, having to go through Kansas State and one of those two to get to the Final Four. Yeah. Right? Arizona got knocked. Tennessee got knocked. Cincinnati. Everyone ahead of them got knocked. They didn't make it past the opening round. So, I think this kid, if they could make it to the Final Four, 
I'm sure being a Kentucky guy as a freshman, as a hot prospect, he's going to go to the draft anyway because, I mean, they all do for the most part. But I think that this kid, Alexander, he might play himself into the lottery if he keeps it up. Yeah, and then Mikael Bridges on Villanova is probably going to be a lottery pick already, but he's definitely, I think, boosting his stock as well. Mm. I hear the Knicks, uh, Trey Young. Oh, no, I don't want him. Yeah, me neither, man. What, Trey Young? Trey Young equals... Trey Young equals Baker Mayfield. Just, oh, just putting go. that I'm out done. there. I'm done. We'll get into that later. Uh, I, I don't think that's a fair comparison because Trey Young could do one thing at a very high level and that shoot threes. Oh. I don't think Baker could do that at a high level. And, and don't forget Trey Young, I think, led the NCAA in assists, if I'm not mistaken, too. And and yo, he they played, touchdown passes they, are like assists. <laughs> they played, they played uh, in the toughest conference in basketball in the Big 12. And... And yo, he was on fire, right? No, yeah, so forty-four a game. Started smoke, blowing smoke up his ass, and then like it just got to him. And the team started the game plan around him. So I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't know what the Knicks are gonna do. What I was else? looking at a graphic the other day. He had a really hot start, and then started to tail off at the end. But yeah, I mean, he's still fucking. He'll be in the till get drafted in the top ten, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what's gonna happen is you'll probably have an owner like Michael Jordan just be like, "Yo, I want this kid." And then you know, like they always say that you never want you never want your owner to watch the tournament because they get in love with these like not one hit wonders, but these guys that just go buck, right? Buddy healed a couple of years ago. He was in the top ten. Yeah, a lot of people were a little hesitant about him, but the owner saw him and he was like, "Yo, I want this kid. I want this kid." Lo and behold, he doesn't even make it through his first year. He gets shipped away. Good point. All right. Um... <clears throat> Any, anything else anyone wants to add before we move on from the tournament? Just shout out the Retrievers. Like, 16 seed, man. They're, those kids are going to go down in history. Like, for real. They and did. Like, and, like, yeah, they, and like Tim said, no one's really going to probably remember their names, all right? But, like, they're going to be the 16. Sorry, no one remembers the names of the soldiers in World War II, but and guess what? Fucking America. <laughs> here comes the No, no, no. I'm just saying, no, you re- you're part of a whole, and you are saying your name when it comes to that. Like, you know, my grandfather fought World War II. You're saying his name when you say America. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel you. Yeah. Also, Retrievers, great dogs. <laughs> great dogs. And they're not even the golden Retrievers. They're another type of Retriever. Uh, sorry for not having that up. <laughs> they, they are the... They're like the, sh- the Sheep's Head Bay, like some crazy Retrievers. Sheep's like, Head Bay. Bay? No, no, no. That's a high school. It's a crazy, like... That's, Yeah. They're a crazy Yo, retriever, she, not it's, a, it's okay, and not the golden. Her, you don't have to. It's fine. No, no one cares about the kind of dog. Don't also, you got a little Danny Zuko going on over here with your hair. Here we go. It's yeah. like a. Tw- it's one little curl that comes down <laughs> his forehead. You see that? It is very nice. It's kind of fire. I'll be honest with you. It is kind of. Yo, fire. how is the Impy outfit today, though? It's Imp- very regular. Impy's just got like a nice little fleece on. You know what I mean? It's just like it's collared, zipped up. Is there an undershirt? I can't see one. Chesapeake Bay Retriever. That's fire. What did I say? Sheepset Bay? <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn. Yo, so it's not even the Golden Retriever. It's a Chesapeake Bay Retriever. I'm, I'm, I was so all in, man. <laughs> I was so all in. They kept the game close, too, that second round game. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on to Spitball here. What was that? That was, that was a little one. That was weird. I'm feeling, I'm feeling real clear in the nostrils today. All right, let's uh, start off this spitball with uh, got him in Hurley. What is this? <laughs> got him in a Hurley. Oh, okay. Dan Hurley will take over as UConn's head coach after they fired Kevin Ollie. Get the out of here. Uh, they, he took 
the University of Rhode Island, also known as URI, which honestly sounds way too close to UTI, UTI so yeah. I should say Rhode Island, um, to the attorney two years in a row now. Um, the brother of Dan Hurley, I mean, I'm sorry, that is Dan Hurley, Bobby. <laughs> the brother of Bobby Hurley, who is famous for his, uh, his dookiness, and his father was a high school coach in New York for a long time, who's super famous out here, so uh, congratulations to Dan Hurley, who will take over UConn and try and regain that glory that Jim Calhoun left behind when he, uh, he jettisoned. So, uh, dare to Zatlan. Zlatan Ibrahimovic just left Manchester United and has signed with the LA Galaxy no. for a million dollar deal. So how much? Another three million dollars. Oh, Nick, is he their designated player? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so at this point because Manchester United doesn't want his rights. Okay. So at the moment, he's fully the the rights to Zlatan Ibrahimovic is the LA Galaxy. So I don't know if later on it gets designated. But yeah, that's a pretty cool move because this guy still got it and. He's a very, very popular soccer player. That's sick. Uh, talk about growth. Twitter sports tracked the weekend growth of UMBC Athletics, the Twitter account, which gained more than, ready for this, 100,000 followers in 60 hours. Ooh. Is that not, like, I, I was expecting more of a reaction. That's a lot. Yo, mm-hmm. you're talking to Joe Sangato. Yeah, right? that's true. I've never gained that <laughs> in my life. Uh, the account gained roughly 25,000 followers uh, just in the 10 to 11 p.m. hour on Friday, and then 32,000 total from 10 p.m. to midnight that night. Uh, talk about the come up. I know the, the Ringer actually changed their name for a while to like uh, the, the, the their their picture, and I forgot what they Whoever said. Whoever ran that Twitter account? Was killing it like yeah. I just shout out to that whole. That's uh, well. Yeah. Probably some kind of intern got a raise. Word. Oh, he's he's probably getting like crazy poached. Other, yeah, I'm jobs. telling you, other other colleges are trying to get that guy or a girl or a girl. Yeah. Uh, where the boxing cash at? Dana White's trying to get in the boxing game. He started Zufa boxing and he's targeting none other than the most exciting boxer backs are out there right now. Anthony Joshua. I didn't even say boxer. Most exciting backs are. The most exciting Baxter and boxer, Anthony Joshua. Uh, he's the heavyweight champ and a professional beast. Uh, so it's definitely now, you know, Dana White's involved. So, you know, you know what comes next. Is the UFC next for Anthony Joshua? That would be fire. So, let's see. Yo, I don't think he would do that bad. He's huge. No one he in the heavyweight division is like... He would get pummeled. <laughs> Yo, boxing is a martial art. Who? It's called mixed martial arts. Yeah, but you got to get Anthony Joshua get pummeled? If you've got no ground game, Joey Yo. will tell you. Yo, you got no ground thing, game, right? no takedown game. You got you can't survive. Yeah, I mean yeah. we saw what happened with Nagano, but I'm saying like that guy has beat everyone. And he can't fucking do anything on the ground. I mean he submitted some people, but like. So so here's the thing, right? Uh, I actually wanted this to be my spitball, and then something else came up. But you can now wager on Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather in an MMA sanctioned fight. Mm. Conor McGregor is a bigger favorite in that than Mayweather, undefeated boxer, was in a boxing fight. So huh. that goes to tell you. Just how lopsided that kind of matchup oh, is. Oh, one hundred percent. I do wonder though, Conor McGregor's in his athletic prime. I do wonder if that would be the case if Mayweather wasn't almost fifty. Good point. I I don't. I, I still mean, think he'd beat the shit. I think most people in the UFC can beat Mayweather easily. He's not almost fifty. He's yeah, like I, I think he's like forty, forty one. I mean, that's almost fifty. <laughs> No, but my my thing is like Anthony Josh is like a heavyweight. In the heavyweight, it's way in the heavyweight division. It's way different than like fucking 
you know, in, in McGregor's thing where people are, you know, submitting and like doing whatever. These guys just like punch at each other until they gas out. That's the most part. But Stipe would do what he did. Like the same, we're saying Stipe because he's the champ right now in the UFC. Stipe's beating him, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's it's a mismatch there. You're going into his. You're going into the cage. It's completely completely different animal. Yeah. Like if you said, you got to worry about a head kick, a takedown, a submission. It's mad shit. Where. Sure, if he's going to stand up and box at him, it's a wrap. I'm, I'll bet everything that I have, which isn't much, on Joshua. <laughs> I think if he trained, like, BJJ for, like, a year, nah, then try. You know, you know who trained BBJ? Fucking CM Punk. BJJ. BJJ. B-double-J. Nick's boy. What if they trained Yeah, but CM Punk's, an, like, an actor. Damn, yo, Nick, get this kid. I mean, he's not an actor. But what, but what if he trained for BJ's for a year? I've been training. <laughs> Moving on. Joshua, uh, Anthony Joshua was actually in Vegas when we were there, too. We saw him at the craps table. This guy's a tank. Massive. Guy's yeah, huge. massive. Yeah. Uh, cleared. Cleared. Uh, speaking of actor... Uh-huh. Sports entertainer Daniel Bryan, the Woo! innovator and creator of the Yes Movement, Yes Chance, uh, has been cleared to return to wrestling. And uh, one of the reasons why it's very significant is because with all the things going on with CTE and uh, concussions, he's actually going to dedicate his brain to those studies when the time comes. Nice. So this is big, right? Because this is a guy that was told he had to retire because of this issue. Now he's going to come back, compete, be in a ring, and then he's going to have his brain be donated after. So you're going to be able to examine the before, after, before and after kind of thing. So it's a pretty big move, and yes, I am definitely excited for this too. Yo, on, on that note as well, shout out to uh, people who donate organs. If you're not an organ donor, get on that list. Yo, you save lives. Yo, first of all, <laughs> donating your brain, that's that's a power move. That's kind of wild. Yeah, I'm down to donate my brain when it's all said and done. Why I kind of kinda want my brain. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it's going to be worm food, bro. As long as you got your that's heart. Like, that's like taking a nice, fresh chicken breast and just throwing it in the garbage. It could be used to, to do things but with. But if it's my chicken, I'll do what the fuck I want. <laughs> uh, here's Johnny. Scouts from 13 NFL teams were on hand to watch Johnny Manziel throw at the San Diego oh, State man. Pro Day. Uh, New England Patriots, Chicago Bears, Chargers, uh, New York Giants, Kansas City oh. Chiefs. Oh, Nick is pissed. I said Giants. The Giants were there. Hold on. Jets. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oakland Raider. Oakland Raiders. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Detroit Lions. Jacksonville Jaguars. Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay Bucks were represented. It seems like a bunch of teams that need backup quarterbacks. It makes sense. You know what's funny? No, all those teams need backup quarterbacks except for the two teams that we root for. <laughs> yeah, we have like the Jets have five quarterbacks on their roster. Well, we got the we got two teams that have the second and third pick in the draft. So if we want a quarterback, we we can have one if we really want. Oh, please. Oh. Speaking of the draft, uh, <laughs> damn, that was fire team on point. What's up? That was good. That was really good. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Nick had posted. A mock draft, and uh, no one here really agrees with it. I would say, like everyone was kind of like, you know what, we got to give our top ten, like what we think is going to happen in this mock draft. Uh, so I, uh, I was inspired by reading some mock drafts that uh, were kind of ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah, you think for those for for those of you that might not know, uh, 
the origins of a mock draft is these people that put these lists together from having sources and talking to NFL teams. It's not really who they think is the best player and whatnot. It's what they're being told by the teams. So what I did is I put a mock draft together based on a few things, right? I factored in uh, team need, best available player, scheme fit, surrounding pieces, and future outlook, in particular looking at contracts. And then I put together a top 10, uh, including the Jets being in the three slot because of the trade with the Colts. Big trade. All right. Well, uh, let's just go like pick by pick. Yeah. So if you want, Nick, you want me to read your picks or you want to read yours? I mean, no, I'll read mine. Uh, I, so I got Cleveland taking Sam Darnold at number one. I feel um, like a lot of mocks have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people have that. A lot of people are comparing him to a sure thing like Andrew Luck. Uh, yesterday at his pro day, he decided to still throw in uh, crazy weather conditions like it was a downpour. And he looked pretty good. And I'm not somebody that gets excited or gets a boner over a quarterback pro day because when I hear people say, oh, he went 77 of 80 at his pro day, like, yeah, I would hope so. You're throwing on air. There's no defense out there. So, yeah, I would hope you connected on all your passes. But he got to do it in a pretty pretty much a downpour, and uh, he looked pretty good. And, you know, a lot of people are concerned about the turnovers, but – I mean, the USC team wasn't as good as people expected. So I, I had Donald going number one to the Cleveland Browns. Did anyone else have different? No, I, I, Donald number one. But, yeah. I mean, he, after I agree with Nick. That, that rain show yesterday was really beneficial to him. But then again, you got to remember, these are the Browns. And the Browns do brownie things. I hate this shit. No matter how much brown, do no matter how many new people you want to get in there, their picks will be the browniest picks of all time. So they could do the right thing and get Sam Donald. Or, I want to say Darno so bad because of Travis Darno. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. But don't be surprised if they take Josh Allen, man. I, 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 don't, I would not be surprised if they, if they took Josh Allen and they just took that physical freak with the big arm that is definitely not going to pan out if he goes to Cleveland. I, I can see it happening. I'm, I'm with Nick on this one. Me too. For another reason. Well, not for another reason, but in the stands during this, this said pro day was the Browns owner, Jimmy Haslam, GM, John Dorsey, uh, head coach, Hugh Jackson, and offensive coordinator, Todd Haley. Um, There were photos of the owner sitting with uh, Sam uh, Darnold's uh, parents as well. So all signs kind of are leading to Sam Darnold. So I'm with Nick on number one, Browns taking Sam. That'd be huge. Uh, All right, Nick, what do you got at two? So at two, I got the Giants taking Josh Rosen. Um, he's the youngest of the bunch of all the quarterbacks that are eligible. Um, he had a down season, but his team was pretty bad also. They fired the offensive staff midway through the year. A lot of injuries to the offensive line. He was uh, the, the ringleader behind the biggest comeback in college football history well, when they won opening weekend of the, the season. Mm-hmm. I just like his game. I think as a passer, no one, no one is close to him. Uh, he's undersized compared to Darnold, and he's had some concussion issues. And if I'm the Giants, the Giants historically don't draft in the top five. They are one of those franchises that they they are in the teens and closer to 20 than they are to 10. And any chance you have to be in this position, I think you should look for the future, right? A lot of people want Barkley. A lot of people want other things. But I think Rosen sets you up for success 12 to 15 years, where Barkley is going to set you up for success for 
four to five if you go by how elite how a, a running back stays at an elite level in his career. So I got the Giants thinking way, way, way down the road and taking Rose in here. See, I'm not. I, I'm in the other camp. I think the Giants think that they're still in it, and I think that they are. Mm. I think if you look at the Giants. Like they Odell Beckham got hurt last year and they got they had zero playmakers on offense, right? Now you add Saquon Barkley and what you have is a situation where now you've added a left tackle and soldier, right? Who is a great run blocker. You have another dimension to your offense. So when you have a guy like Sterling Shepard on one side and you have OBJ on the other side, right? It's going to be harder for the safeties to key in on them if a guy like Saquon Barkley who by the way has who's the other guy on ESPN not Mel Kiper? Todd McShay. Todd McShay. He has him as the highest grade of a running back since Adrian Peterson. He's the second highest player in general that he's ever graded out. Like that. Now, yeah. that's not regular. And if you're the Giants and you have a chance to, okay, we can get the we can get a franchise quarterback. But this is not 1996. You can draft well, a quarterback. And if and if your quarterback is your problem, you're going to be drafting in the top picks, right? I know you don't usually get a chance to be in, in the top two. But if your quarterback is the problem, if you're not doing anything on offense, that's going to be the same reason. So I, I think that the, I think the Giants they go with Saquon Barkley here because they see themselves still as a contender. Them spending the money on Solder shows that they still believe in in Eli, and they think that if he's protected, he can still win some games. And I think that they're going to go for that dynamic offensive player. So I think Saquon Barkley will see. But you think? Oh, Eli. Nick, go, Nick, go. Uh, although Beckham got hurt in week four and they were 0 3 at the time. So his injury, like, they had playmakers up until his injury and they still lost games. Uh, Not nearly as badly as they lost later. And you gotta understand, you remember, like, he was also going through some, some, like, media shit. He was injured, like, not on the field, but he was distracted. He was proposing to Nets and shit. Like,. That was the year before. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Either way, um, he's always going through some music. So, Nick, let me ask you a question. With the trade of JPP for the two draft picks, what do you think? Do you think they're planning for the future, or do you think that they're going to try to parlay those picks? Uh, what do you think they're going to do? So, I I think that they, they should trade out. Yeah. I'm, I think they should trade back. Yeah. Mate, um, so, let me say, I think they should take Quentin Nelson, but trade back and go. Yeah. yeah. So, so, here's the thing, right? I think Quentin Nelson is of all these these kids in the draft, and it's crazy that I'm calling them kids, but, I mean, they are like four or five years younger than me. Damn, but, that sucks. Uh, Quentin Nelson is the most guaranteed. Mm -hmm. At worst, at worst, he's going to be a deserving pro bowler. That's like his floor. He's, yeah, this dude is, yeah, like, his ceiling is a Hall of Famer, and you can't say that on, on all these guys. Like, he's the safest pick in the draft, mm -hmm. but it's not fancy, right? Everybody wants the Giants to take Barkley because of what Tim presented. Uh, Shepard on one side, Odell on the other, Evan Ingram at tight end, him in the backfield, fantasy points galore. Here's the thing, man. You can find great running backs in, in later on. Right? Kareem Hunt, mm -hmm. day two pick. Rookie of the year, Alvin Kamara, day two pick. Le'Veon Bell, day two pick. David Johnson, day two pick. Sure, Gurley and Zeke. It happened. You, you draft these guys in the top ten for that reason. Mm -hmm. I understand, but it's a position also in a very loaded running back draft. Royce Freeman from Oregon mm -hmm. is super solid. Uh, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, like there's a lot of good ass. I would love Sony Michelle in, mm -hmm. in 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 this uh, in this draft, right? So 
I think the Giants should think for the future. And and with JPP gone, I wouldn't be surprised if Bradley Chubb might be in play too. Uh, I would really not like that. Why? Why? Pass rushers. Yo, pass rushers, quarterbacks, and offensive linemen is how you win championships. Yeah, but but, but like in what order though? Quarterback. Find a quarterback, protect him. And go after theirs. Yeah, I agree. But that, I agree but, with Nick. But exactly. So why the hell would you take Chubb? Like, if, if for me, I'm like, yo, I want a quarterback, Nelson, or get the fuck out of there and trade out. Why the hell are we going to so, take a, a pass rusher? It's not going to do anything. Dude, I'm with you. But the fact that they got rid of JPP now, now you have only uh, Olivier Vernon on one side. You're going to need another pass rusher. I'm almost – po- oh, sorry, Nick. Go. And I, I, think, I think Chubb is a beast also. I'm I'm almost positive that the Giants are going to trade back uh, to a team that needs a quarterback, a la the Buffalo Bills with two first round picks. I'm calling it now that the Giants are going to trade back, and then they're going to take uh, Nelson, the offensive lineman. At some point, I don't know who they're going to trade back with. Maybe it's maybe it's the Broncos. I don't know who it is, but I think that they're going to trade back and take the offensive lineman. That's my call. That would be great. He wouldn't he wouldn't fall far in some scenarios. No, because well, we'll talk about it next. But the Jets are definitely going to take a quarterback, right? For sure. Right? I mean, it's it's a it's the biggest lock I think ever that the Jets are taking a yeah, quarterback. I guess we can go to the... trading. Yeah. You're not trading. So so all right, little segue into the Jets. Do you guys have anything else to say about the two pick? No. Only that I think your number two pick is going to be the number three pick. Do you think the Jets are taking Rosen? I think the Jets are taking Rosen. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. So if that's the case, uh, you guys hit a home run there. So I just want to – just a memo to all Jet fans and all, like, football fans. Stop thinking that a team is trading into the top five and not taking a quarterback. Nah, no, it's not, yeah, no way. It's not happening. Like, they're taking a quarterback. Now we need to just guess on who it's going to be. No. I think it's going to be Josh Allen because of the bunch, he's the best remaining, according to my mock draft. And I think that the Jets traded up to get their franchise quarterback. And you can nitpick at it and you could cut ass on the Jets for giving up all they gave up because the Niners gave up one draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And the Jets gave up all these picks for, you know, a, a 50-50 proposition here. But if they hit on it and they don't need to worry about a quarterback for 10 to 15 years, you do it every single time. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree. I, I think that Rosen's going to be available. I think that if Rosen does go to the Giants, I think Josh Allen is the pick here as well. Um, they, they're definitely getting a quarterback. I'm, I'm kind of a little in love with Josh Allen. He has a ridiculous arm. If you guys go watch any type of film on Josh Allen, a lot of people say his, his stats weren't very good last year. Yeah, they weren't. But you got to remember he was playing for Wyoming, and that offensive line was absolutely atrocious. Just completely atrocious they had they had one good offensive lineman he got drafted in the sixth round last year this is a team that hasn't had anyone drafted in the in the first four rounds in over 10 years this is uh, this wyoming does not have nfl talent and when he's the only person on that squad he literally did not take a chance in any of the film i watched to take a five to seven step drop back and have a clean pocket to throw in he was back and running to either side and still making plays josh allen is one of those guys that's like He's going to either suck royally or he's going to be a superstar. And he honestly, it's going to be fun watching either way. Yeah. He'd fit well in the Jets because of the weather. We were talking about it before. Like, giant arm. You need an arm to throw the ball uh, in the Northeast in general. You know, uh, Specifically, it's not the Meadowlands anymore, but nonetheless, 
uh, throwing that ball in New Jersey is 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 terrible. Uh, and so you need a big arm to sort of you know make some passes. So like in in that way, okay. But a little bit of information: Mike McCagden, Jets GM, was at Josh Rosen's pro day, and he was at Baker Mayfield's pro day, and then he made the trade up. I personally don't think you do that unless you know who you want. So I think he's gonna go. I'm gonna agree with Nick. I think he's gonna go. I think Josh uh, Josh Allen gets picked here. Uh, not Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Uh, Josh Rosen. Uh, yeah. Or you're gonna call me crazy. Or Baker Mayfield. Just because he saw the two pro days, and I don't think you move up unless you know. Like it's a confirmation. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I agree. Right? It's like he saw these two kids. He liked. He probably liked both of them. Or. I, I don't know. I just don't think you make this move unless unless you know. I also don't think you make this move for Baker Mayfield, though. I Who the hell is going to take Baker Mayfield? Or, hold on. Let me, you, let you'd me, be surprised. Let me channel Tim a little bit and play devil's advocate. Or he saw Rosen and Mayfield's pro days and said, I'm taking Allen because those pro days are hard. We don't know that either. That's true. I, I think Rosen's the target. I think they're comfortable with Allen. I hope they don't have Baker Mayfield. Because, I, listen, I don't think you trade up to three for Baker Mayfield. I think someone's trading up for Baker Mayfield. That's going to come. I'll, I'll tell you guys that about that. Yo, later. there's a chance the quarterbacks go one through four because everyone's scared that someone's going to take them. I don't think the Browns trade out of this pick. I Yo, think they have, a, they, have a, they have a chance to get a franchise-changing guy, whether it's Barkley, Chubb, or Nelson. They have a chance to get a guy that's going to be a cornerstone of their franchise plus a quarterback. I don't think they trade out of the number four pick. Teams trade up every year for quarterbacks. Sometimes we're not expecting them. Like, did anybody expect the Chiefs to trade up and take Patrick Mahomes last year? No. I think Arizona's a sneaky team that's going to trade up. I'm telling you, there's like I like I think a lot of teams like these quarterbacks, and they can go one through four potentially. Like Nick's like Nick's mock, you know, Nick has Baker Mayfield dropping a little bit, and and I guess we'll talk about that, you know, as we go down the list. But I I think that you know teams are worried, they're scared. This is the year to take a quarterback. And, and and you have to put the pressure on and you're going to move up. Yo, you know what would be fire? If Cleveland takes two quarterbacks in the top four. And then, because then you can't go wrong. <laughs> or, or like when they're, on, or when they're on the clock at four and say like Josh Allen is still out there or Rosen, they just tell people like, like they, they make Adam Schefter tweet out that they're taking him and then, then you're going to see a crazy ass yeah. trade package to come they're up. They're going to find some way to fuck this up. Yo, I do that in fantasy sometimes. Like I'll take a second quarterback Matt early be like, Someone's gonna want him. Send me offers. Send like, me offers. Like week six, yo, I'm gonna get some shit. Yo, for this. Tim, Tim. Yo, I, I think you need to cut back on. They're gonna mess this up because they finally got a guy that's yeah had experience in that position. Yo, the last regime were from the Mets, <laughs> a different sport. <laughs> and the fucking Mets on top of that. Like at least get the Yankees guys. Yeah, you're gonna right? go to the like, fucking <laughs> Mets to get your football scouts. <laughs> Get like Dale Epstein's like nephew or some shit to come in here. <laughs> Yo, nephew, just, I mean, he's like thirty, so get him like his brother or some shit. Who knows? Uh, next pick I have here. You took you have the Browns uh, pick taking Quentin Nelson. Yeah, so this is the Browns pick that they got from the Texans. I uh, just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I got him taking Quentin Nelson. I, I mentioned it already. Joe Thomas retired after eleven years. Hats off to him for staying in Cleveland that long. Uh, it's unfortunate that he's one of Probably one of the best left tackles that we've seen in our generation. Never got to experience a uh, a playoff a playoff game. And like I said about Quentin Nelson, he's a, he's a can't miss. He's a sure thing. He's Zach Martin 2.0, 2.0. And you have a hole to fill now with uh, with Joe Thomas. Yeah, it's yeah. If he's if he's available, that's going to be a good pick for them. Uh, I think that, like Nick said, 
Like even without Joe Thomas, their line was still pretty stout last year. They had a pretty good line. I think, like Nick said, there's a there is a formula to winning, and I think if you get Bradley Chubb on the same line as Miles Garrett, you are causing major problems, and yeah. you are that is a now that is now a defense that is like threatening. Like you gotta yeah. you gotta really prepare for those guys. So I think that's where they go. I think they get Bradley Chubb in this one. Uh, a lot of people have him as the best player available. Uh, some after, number two after Saquon Barkley. So uh, I think you're getting the best player available plus your quarterback of the future. If you're the Browns, you're making that nice little bow and you're taking that home with you and you're fucking jerking off maybe a little bit but uh you're doing something because you're happy yeah i agree with tim yep a a lot of this was one of the picks that a lot of people said i was crazy because they felt that saquon barkley would go here and i understand that you know you get your quarterback and your running back of the future but then here's the thing right this is one thing that i factored into my mock draft the most expensive running back right now in the nfl it's, uh, well, with the franchise tag, it's Le'Veon Bell, $14.5 million per year, and Kirk Cousins is making $30 million. Say you draft Darnold and Barkley and they turn out to be the players that we expect them to be, they're going to be due contract extensions at the same time. You're looking at about 45 to $50 million against your cap on these two players. So I think that that's something else that's kind of going underrated that you're going to have to factor in, too. They got cap room, though. They got space. They do, but still, that's that's a big. You're talking about thirty five percent of your cap to two players. That's um, a great problem to have. It is it's a great <laughs> problem to have. Like especially when you're getting a guy that pro- maybe Sam Darnold. Maybe if the Giants don't take Saquon Barkley, maybe he does fall to number four. I don't think he makes it past number four. I'm gonna have to agree with the with the Nick with the Nick haters on that one. I don't think he makes it anywhere past number four. Um. So, but they're either gonna get Barkley, Chubb, and a quarterback of the future, I mean, you pay for that. I think that if they get, if Barkley's still there at four, they could trade out of that and get some fucking nice shit with that and just keep stacking picks. I definitely think a team would be interested in, in trading for Saquon. I, I don't think I don't think there's any any way they give up that number four pick. I think there's too good of a, there's going to be too good of a player there to them for them to not take. I hear you, but if you could just move back a couple spaces and still get like. A player that you want, yeah, or feel a need, or some shit. Yeah, yeah John Dorsey is you the see, one. You know, people are gonna trade for that. They're, they would trade crazy shit for that. Yeah, and then John Dorsey is the one who t- Nick mentioned. Kareem Hunt. John Dorsey drafted Kareem Hunt last year, so he's hit a home run on a late on a on a on a, on a day two guy. So you know, I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, the next pick, the Broncos. This is where you got Chubb going, Nick. Yeah, I got I got some going in Denver. Uh, similar to what Tim said about Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb, think of Von Miller with Bradley Chubb. Also, I think that that could be pretty pretty sick. And, and you know, Von Miller is Von Miller is close to thirty years old too. So maybe this could be the heir apparent to Von Miller eventually. He's got the guy that takes over. And this is a division where if you look at this division, there's a lot of good ass pass rushers. And if you can manage to have two of them on your team, I think you're you're sitting in a good spot. Nick, let me ask you a question. Broncos just traded Akeem Tlaib. Do you think that they go maybe Micah Fitzpatrick or even Denzel Ward out of Ohio State? Uh, yeah, that's possible. But, I mean, they've been grooming Roby mm-hmm. to step in, who's been their slot guy. So you got Chris Harris Jr. is still there. And then Roby was their first-round pick a couple years ago too. Mm-hmm. So he, he's just been overshadowed by how good Tlaib and Chris Harris Jr. have been. So, yeah, they could get a DB, but... I think right here you just build on your defensive line here and just keep adding that. Also, they got Shane Ray too, who 
I believe he got hurt last year, but he was he was coming off a pretty solid year the year before. Yeah, I, I, sorry to cut you off, but I'm just I'm sort of hell bent on the Broncos trading up too as being one of those teams. I I think that the Broncos stay put, and I think that the Broncos have a master plan that they're not telling anyone about. I think Baker Mayfield goes here to the Broncos. There, I think for two reasons Baker Mayfield goes here. Number one, John Elway thinks he's a quarterback whisperer. Yeah, and he thinks he can make make things happen. On top of that, they signed Case Keenum to a two year deal, right? Now, Case Keenum, if you look at all of the measurables between Case Keenum and uh, Baker Mayfield, they're almost identical. They're the same height. They kind of had the same stats in college, same prolific kind of stats. They have the same kind of arm strength, right? And if you get a guy like Baker Mayfield and you don't have to play him right away because he is undersized and the game is going to speed up for him, right? If you don't and you can let him learn underneath a guy who's had playoff success in the NFL – has been through the ringer, has taken his hits, right? And now is kind of like the same build. I think that you take that chance, and I think that John Elway says, I've got my succession coming right now, and he's. I think he's going to take Baker Metfield here at five and, and shake up the draft so, a little bit. So is John Elway really a quarterback whisperer? He thinks he is. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he actually is, but he thinks he is. He probably thinks he can groom him, like you said. He probably thinks, like, whatever's if there are any sort of deficiencies with him, I'll take care of it. Because, I mean, you know, he drafted Paxton Lynch. That <laughs> hasn't worked out. Trevor Simeon was his guy. That well, didn't work out. To be fair, Trevor Simeon was a late pick, no? Seventh round, yeah. Yeah. No, I know, but, yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, everyone thinks he's a quarterback whisperer, but he had Peyton Manning coming. So it doesn't take much to be a quarterback whisperer when you got one of the goats. Yeah. True. But I think, I think he had that belief in himself is going to make Baker go here. And uh, a little surprising because I think a lot of people assume that Josh Allen is going to be the third quarterback off the board. And uh, I think Baker Mayfield is going to be that third quarterback to the Broncos. Mm. I think that Case Keenum deal, when John Elway goes, this is the guy we want, I think it, you're not fooling anyone, first of all, John. Second of all, it is the guy you want if you think that this is the perfect guy to groom the next guy. I also think you give Case Keenum a two-year deal anyway. Like, who the fuck? Why would you sign him to, like, a... Huge deal. I wonder if the second year is guaranteed. It's probably not. Instead of a one, I'm saying. Not instead of like a long-term shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you fucking won some games. You played well. Like, I'm not, you know, a one-year deal. And I feel like, like don't expect take, it. If they take a quarterback here, that Paxton Lynch pick is one of the worst picks of all time. But, but, but wasn't still, he picked like in the 20s? No, I guess like he was like, thir- he was like, like 30, 12 overall. No like way. Paxton nah, nah, Lynch? Someone, he was high. Someone, someone tweeted at us and they said that Joey was right. And oh, he's at 26. Said, That's what he was. Yeah, because I had said that he was closer to 20 than 30. And then they said that you were right. Yeah, he, got, he went. He was the 26 pick. Yeah. So, so it was, it was yeah, late. It was, but still, like. I got to cut your losses, man. Pick, Christian Hackenberg was a bad pick. Joe Smith was a bad pick. That's not going to stop him. It does not, it's not going to stop teams from trying to get their quarterback anymore. He <laughs> just, just named the Jets quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Jets still traded all the You know, Jeff Pennington, you know, all these guys. Kellen Clemens. Shout out. Yeah. Um, all right, next pick, uh, the Colts. This is where Saquon Barkley is going on Nick's mock draft. Nick, all due respect, bro, there is no way Saquon Barkley drops the six. No shot whatsoever. That's sort of how I feel about it, too. I mean, you just said it, so there's a very good chance now. <laughs> uh, I, I think so. I, I think that you're going to get three, three quarterbacks in the top five, and then I think that Nelson and Chubb are going to – uh, I think that 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 five is going to go in that not that order, 
but those are going to be the five going. And then I got Barkley going there because I think the Colts think that they can snag him at at six, and they just acquired all those other picks from mm-hmm. the Jets. Yep. And I think the Colts are in a, a, a interesting spot because they're of all these teams up here, they have their quarterback for the next decade, right? They have Andrew Luck. So they just need to get the best available player. And the way my mock draft turned out, I got Barkley being there at six. And look, I don't want to say anything bad about Barkley. If he does become a giant, like, I think this dude is going to be a beast. I'm just thinking of it like, as a Giants fan, I would like to have a successor to Eli. But Barkley is going to be a stud. Barkley is, a lot of people are saying, is the best running back prospect of the last five to ten years. And you got Gurley, you got Zeke, you got all these big names that are coming out. And he's drawing comparisons greater than them. I mentioned the Bills earlier on about moving up. I think this is another spot where I think the Bills can move up. I think the Bills can move up to two, and I think the Bills can move up to six uh, because of the point that Nick just made. The Colts don't need their quarterback. The Bills have the 12th pick and the 22nd pick. I think if they packaged both of those, it'd be enough to get up to six. And then you'd not only have you'd have all the picks that you acquired from the Jets, but then you'd have an additional first-round pick uh, from the Bills. So... I think this is another interesting situation where I think Buffalo can move up. I actually think there's a trade as well. And in my board, I got Darno, Barkley, Rosen, Chubb, Mayfield. So that's four quarterbacks on the board already. And I think I don't think it's the Buffalo no. that does this. I think AZ comes up. I, I think AZ, Arizona, by the way, throws a Hail Mary last second, kind of last ditch effort to get their quarterback. I think they trade with the Colts. I think they give one of those packages that's just like, like, uh, what's his name? RG3 packages, like where he just completely rail the team. Like two first-rounders. Because a guy who could go number one is going to still be there at six, and that's Josh Allen. And so I think Arizona trades with the Colts. The Colts are going to stockpile picks. I think the Colts are making it clear that they want to concentrate on the defensive side of the ball, and they want to build through the draft. So I think the more picks, the better. And you see how it worked out with the Browns. This Browns pick is from the Texans. Right, so it you can get it, you can get those kind of picks, especially if Josh Allen doesn't work out at Arizona. If I'm the Colts, I'm saying, all right, Arizona has a chance to be bad next year, so I'm gonna trade that pick. I'm gonna get the haul, and I think Josh Allen here goes to the um, the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. Who you got going here? Yeah. I think it's gonna be a trade. I don't. I mean, I I think I think it's a trade. I think it's a trade. I don't I don't know who, but I, I think so, I think Buffalo moves up to one of those picks. All right. Uh, next pick, Nick's got the Bucks taking Fitzpatrick. Yep, you got that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think it's a it's a it's a defensive back. So I'm with Nick on the position. Yeah, and and also, Micah Fitzpatrick, Nick Saban says that you know he started as a freshman for Nick Saban, and he gave him the green light. He was the captain of the defense, I believe, his sophomore year, and this is a dude who. Remember last year I was saying how Jamal Adams might have been the best player in the draft, and when the Jets got him at six, they were probably getting the number one player in the draft, but a DB isn't going to go number one. It just never It's never happened, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So I think that the Tampa Bay might be getting one of the best players. Well, he is going to be one of the best players. He's going top ten, but he might be the best player in the draft in Minko Fitzpatrick at seven. I, I think I, It's hard to argue with that if Fitzpatrick is there. They they're gonna take him even Ward, but in my the way that I have it out, Darnold Bark Darnold Barkley Rosen Chubb Mayfield Allen, the best player in the draft is available, and that's Qu- Quentin Nelson in my mock how it's going so far. So I think if Quentin Nelson is there, you take him. 
they had bad offensive line play all year last year, especially uh, especially with a guy like Jameis who kind of panics when he's ever under pressure and likes to flick the ball underhanded backwards. Like you need a, you need a guy that's going to keep him clean, and I think that if he's there at this point, Quentin Nelson is the pick. But if he is gone already, which is a giant possibility, it's going to be Fitzpatrick. Nick, what do you think about Derwin James, Florida State? Uh, he's dope. He's actually in my mock draft. We're gonna uh, get to him. So he could, he could maybe if they want to keep him in house, as they say, because he is a Florida kid, Tampa Bay being in Florida. And remember, but, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I called Vernon Hargraves the corner to go to Buffalo, uh, Buffalo to go to the Bucks as well. Last was it two years ago. Last year, yeah, yeah, two years was, ago. I think they keep the Florida kid in home, uh, in state, uh, and he's a good, he's good in the box, and uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Great in the box. Yo, the Bucks don't have a terrible secondary. Like they have all right players. It's just they're just aging. But they don't. They they need. I think they have a bigger need in the offensive line than they do in the secondary. Although I would say the secondary is their secondary. So need. He he's a he's a great tackling safety. And think about the teams in the NFC South. They can run the ball. True. Panthers, Saints, right? So I think you take a kid that that that's good in the box. <laughs> Falcons too. Falcons can run. Yeah. There you go. Another team. And pass catchers of the backfield, which the safety is probably going to be one-on-one on a lot. Yeah. Uh, next pick we have the Bears taking Denzel Ward. Yeah, they just uh, they just lost Kyle Fuller also, or one of the Fullers, uh, I believe, went to the Packers. So they're going to need a cornerback here. And I think that Denzel Ward is from Ohio State. He's the play here for the Bears. Just get more secondary help because they also need some secondary help too. Uh, for me here, I have Tremaine Edwards going here, the linebacker. Uh, their defensive coordinator is Vic Fangio, uh, formerly of the 49ers. Uh, the comparable that Edwards is be getting uh, is of a Bowman or Patrick Willis type guy. Uh, back when he was the 49ers, that key mid- interior. Uh, linebacker in that 3-4 scheme that he runs it was such a key factor for the success of that defense so I think they're going to go uh, with the linebacker here and I think that Tremaine Edwards is the next off the board I agree with which, him which is you over know, he's, I still got Mika Fitzpatrick and Denzel Ward on the board so I think they I think they have their mind set up though that they really want that situation yo Edwards isn't even the best linebacker in this draft it's yeah, the I guy agree. that I, I got going after Yeah, which I don't I wouldn't mind a linebacker to the Bears I'm not disagreeing with you there Tim I just think that the linebacker that you didn't pick, yeah. I think that's the one that that's the best linebacker in the in the draft. Should I just segue or segue it? I mean, Roquan Smith is from Georgia, playing the national championship too. Beasted. I got him going, I got him going to the Niners, and uh, how Tim mentioned Fangio, he had Willis and Bowman. Here's their replacement. You have Roquan Smith on that team. Look, the Niners the last couple of years, they spent a lot of their top draft picks on the defensive side of the ball. And now you get a guy to anchor that defense, the leader of the defense. I think that Smith is the best linebacker in this draft. And I got, if the Niners could land him, I, I think San, you know, San Francisco hit such a home run by getting Garoppolo because this would be a team that would probably be higher up in the standings, mm-hmm. uh, higher up on this list if they didn't bang out those five wins at the end of the year. But uh, I think Roquan Smith is the player for the Niners at nine. Uh, I got the Niners taking Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick coming out. His comparable is Earl Thomas. Uh, guess who he's going to get paired with? Richard Sherman. Maybe a little Legion of Boom Part 2 out there in San Francisco. <laughs> um, look, they got 
they need some help on that end. They actually have a guy who has the best name in all of football. Jaquiski Tart. <laughs> also had this the most silent uh, great year for a safety before he hurt he before he broke his arm in week 9 and missed the rest of the season. Uh, he's going to be back and I think that combination plus Sherman uh, makes for a pretty scary secondary with the 49ers. So I think that Mika Fitzpatrick goes to the Niners here. Um, again, this is all depending on whether he falls to nine. Uh, there's a good chance they won't, but if he's there, I think they're taking him. And look, don't forget that uh, they lost Eric Smith, uh, Eric Reed. Yes, they did. He hasn't, he hasn't re-signed with them. And, getting Kaepernicked. Uh, he's getting Kaepernicked right now. Yeah. He is. Yeah, that... That one is more of a head scratcher than I think Kaepernick is because I think that he's better at his position than what Kaepernick was. Yeah, but it never had anything to do with how good or bad they were. No, yeah, that for sure. I'm not saying that, but I'm, I'm also like, I think the talent outweighs it at one point. No, no, I hear you. Nick, do you think Jimmy G could use a weapon? What do you think about? I mean, look, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm a DJ Moore expert out of Maryland. I'm not, but uh, he's probably gonna be what? Calvin Ridley is the best wide receiver in this draft. That's true. I mean, I look. Call me crazy. I think that they go skill player here. I think they get him a nice shiny toy to play with this season. So whether it's DJ Moore or Calvin Ridley, I agree. But I, I think they go offense. Yeah, it could be. It's it's never bad. I mean, that's a good call. I I like that. I think. I think Goodwin is going to be a beast for, for them. He was a beast last year when Jimmy G stepped in. They're going to get Garcon back, who was playing all right. True. And he's also a possession receiver. So And, and they like that kid Taylor out of the slot, too. So The white dude? Yeah, little, you got to have the Come little on. white guy Come back on. in the slot. Joe, you know this? Not a fan of that guy. We, we saw uh, that coming from a mile away. We, jo- we know this. Joey's just jealous. <laughs> Like I want to be a little white slot receiver. Can't do it. I do like <laughs> Calvin Ridley there. That'd be dope. I think they. I think dope. they got to get him a nice toy to play with. Honestly, I agree. I agree, because I feel like Goodwin also is just kind of like it could go either way with Goodwin. I feel like I feel like he can't be the one guy, like the guy, yeah. like the guy yeah. on a team where it's like, all right, it's just a fucking you know whatever. I mean, he did his thing even when he was just that guy, but no one was game planning for him. But going into the season, if he's the only guy out there that you're really like worried about. I think it's a little easier to guard the dude. But if you give so him someone they, else to play with, you know. They, so, <laughs> Jimmy G turned him into an actual receiver last year, right? He was only a deep threat. And then Garoppolo came in, and he averaged eight catches a game in those five starts that Garoppolo had. So, I think that they built something over there. No, I agree. Sleeper. But, oh, yeah, he's going to – there's a guy that – Seventh round he's pick? On my, yeah. Seven? Around there, I I'd take him in seventh round, sixth round. I take that. He's probably I'm probably I would probably take him where I took like Decker this year. I took Decker like kind of late, but like I thought he was gonna be nice. Nah, definitely better year than Decker. Well, how hard is that? I could have a <laughs> fucking better year than Decker. I had him <laughs> on my like, team. He's fucking asshole. <laughs> um, and now the ten pick, the Raiders. Nick's got Der- uh, Derwin James going there. Who you guys got? Yeah. I mean, I think Roke. I mean. We discussed like Edmonds, like the linebacker going to maybe Chicago, like maybe Rokon Smith could go there, and then Edmonds goes ten. But w- w- with Rokon Smith sitting there at ten, I think the Raiders go there. Um, I test national championship game. He was probably the best player on the field, right? For sure. Yeah. Like, but even even before that too, he was one of the most dominating players in the SEC. And 
I mean, it's been like that his whole career. He's been solid. Yeah. Uh, I got Denzel Ward going here. 26 range pass D in the league. Ward's a, the, the shutdown corner of the draft, according to all the draft experts. So I think it's a no-brainer where they go. One real quick thing. The trend of quarterbacks going where their value lies instead of where they like maybe lie in the draft board. You know what I mean? Like maybe you it maybe the Jets don't have Josh Rosen as the highest ranked player on their draft board, but he is the highest ranked quarterback, so they're going quarterback. The winners are the guys with the six through ten picks. Because if four to five quarterbacks go within the first six, seven picks, you're picking from the cream of the crop at six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. From the, like talk to the point where I literally made a mock draft where Denzel Ward can go tenth and Mika Fitzpatrick can go ninth, and these guys are grading out towards the top of everyone's draft board, or that Bradley Chubb can go four and he's like the consensus best player. So it's like so, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy, and it's 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 a great look for teams like the 49ers who already have a quarterback, and, and teams like the Raiders who already have a quarterback. It's it's a great look. And the Colts. So I don't, Tim. You have Ward going to Oakland. Ward goes to Oakland, yes. So they drafted a, a corner in the first round last year. Remember Conley had those like off-the-field issues? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, so I don't think they go corner again. That's why I like Derwin James here. Uh, I mean, dream scenario for them is if it's Patrick lands there because these guys, they also brought in Sharice Wright from Buffalo, and they brought in Melvin from, uh, from the Colts. They had pretty solid years. Uh, according to PFF, these guys were ranked higher – than anyone on the Oakland secondary. So you got to think of it as an upgrade. Uh, I think that a guy like Derwin James is such a playmaker in that secondary too, like a ball hawk that they could use. So that's where I kind of disagree with Tim on because, I mean, they just took a first-round corner the year before. The only thing that I can say to that, Nick, is it's a new regime there in Oakland. Uh, John Gruden's at the helm. So just want to say that, you know, player value year over year when the, when the, when the regime changes – uh, it's a little touchy, touchy subject. He said he wants to play 1998 football. <laughs> I think cornerbacks were even valuable in 1998. I'm no, I'm just, I'm just but, saying. Like, you, you took a guy in the first round last year. You didn't, you didn't take him. The guy before you took him. I wouldn't be surprised if they took like a fucking fullback or a blocking tight end. But here. they're not gonna. Take they're, yo, they're straight up going straight up 1998. They, they don't, not, they're not even hiding it. They, they said that. Like, I don't believe in analytics. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, you know what I believe in? Four and twelve. <laughs> Fucking, it's, it's like make America great again. It's fucking, what the fuck are you doing? Here we go. Oh, boy. One well, I'm saying, like, why go like backwards? Third go one this episode. As we wrap it up, I just want to say one thing. Well, not wrap it up, but as we sort of conclude this top ten, don't be surprised if someone trades up for Lamar Jackson at some point, maybe not in the top ten, but maybe the top 15. See, that's yeah. why I think the Bills I think the Bills have their iron Jackson. I don't think he. I don't think that's the guy for Buffalo. I don't think those conditions are, I don't think he's made for those conditions. Uh, he's he got pretty good passer ratings from PFF. Uh, he has a strong arm and he's kind of like uh, the better version of what they already had in Tyrod Taylor. So if you got a guy like Taylor who you already have an offense built But they didn't love around, him though. Sure, but they had, they had an offense built around him, but then you put a player with better throwing ability than Taylor there. Then you're talking about something that could have some traction. So does anyone really like? How do you feel about Lamar Jackson? I don't. I, don't I think. Know. I think. I think if he has a year, I don't know you. I, I like. I I watched him a lot because he was an exciting player. I his arm just doesn't do it for me. I've seen him miss like wide open throws like multiple times. It's crazy. 
<sighs> Shout out to Bills Mafia. You Shout out to Bills Mafia. But also fuck the Bills, you know? That'd be... If, if, <laughs> if they, I, yeah, Buffalo's... Look, when you guys are watching the draft and Buffalo moves up, just shout me out on Twitter. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of players, I feel like, when I'm watching sports on the draft that guys like Lamar Jackson that are getting picked on for his quarterback skills, I wish them the best. I also wish that they stay as far away from my team as possible. So that's how I feel about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, me too. Um, anyway, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah, that's our episode. Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, although I'm still taking a little bit of a hiatus from Instagram uh, right now. So catch me on Twitter. I've been super active on the Twitter. So at Tim Patrop, holla. Oh, and at Brodo Fantasy uh, for all your fantasy baseball needs. Baseball in a week. Yeah, seven days from I'm today. A, I'm fucking pumped. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets, baby. Yep. IMPY718, you already know. Wait, you changed it? Yeah, I changed it. I lined Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, so. It's MP718? Yeah, I, you already know I had to do that. I just had to do it. Damn. I didn't like the underscores. Like, it's like you already know. I was, I didn't, that's the first time I'm hearing about it. <laughs> I completely honestly. even missed the whole like setup because it was so different. Yeah, I just didn't like the underscores. Like two underscores, if you look at it from far away, is it one underscore? Is it three underscores? Yeah. You never yeah. really know how many underscores it is. I got so I went with the zip code. My uh my artist my artist Instagram <laughs> handle is uh Storytime five underscores. You see? It's but hard. People looking at that, it could be four, it could be three, it could be six. Yeah, you don't know what's going on there. Storytime five underscores on Instagram, T plug. Nick, where can they find you besides on Fortnite? Let's go. <laughs> the Xbox is already on, by the way. Um, <laughs> Ippy, I'm very proud of you because I've been harping on people to get rid of the underscores. I think unless you're uh, a A-list celebrity, you shouldn't have underscores. So you're saying it's okay for me to have underscores. <laughs> <laughs> the brand. It's uh, it's just a pet peeve of mine with the underscores. Uh, Lambie up 10 on all social media outlets. You guys can follow Boss also at Endovino27 on Twitter and Instagram. And you guys can follow me at Joe Sanagato. Go follow the show at Veterans Minimum and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. Definitely go check out our YouTube channel as well. Uh, we have Nick's, <laughs> Nick's just turned his Xbox on. Uh, you can check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you next time. Good game. <laughs>